Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn, and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to Vibrancy with ADHD. We are actually going to just dive right in today. No hyper-focus of the week, nothing. So yeah, you know that we're ADHD around here, so I'll definitely never bore you with the same structure time after time, right? So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but here we are. We're just going to skip the hyper-focus of the week, and we're going to jump right in this week. So this episode is for my people who tend to go all in when they want to change their lifestyle. You know, going from zero to 100, literally all or nothing. And when we're all in, we're all in hard. And when we're not in, we are definitely not in at all. So AKA, this is pretty much for past me or any version, anybody who is similar to how I was in the past. And we've talked about all or nothing tendencies before because lo and behold, it is actually an ADHD thing. And if you are all or nothing, that doesn't mean you have ADHD. It just means a lot of people that have ADHD are do tend to have that all or nothing mindset. And I'll be honest, I still do have that all or nothing mindset in a lot of areas, but I have overcome that mindset when it comes to my health habits. So what I used to do is that I used to decide I was ready to change my habits. Like I would get so sick of myself that I would say, literally no more, no more of this bullshit, you know? And it was typically stemming from body image struggles, right? Like I would look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? You know, and just feel horrible about myself. And so then I would tell myself, okay, go to the grocery store on Sunday. And on Monday, I'm starting to exercise. I'm drinking a hundred ounces of water a day minimum. I'm not eating any sugar. I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm meditating. I'm going to wake up early and journal. I'm going to eat veggies instead of chips as a snack. I'm definitely not going to eat any of the snacks that I buy for the kids. And when I say kids, I used to be a kindergarten teacher, so I don't have kids. Yada, yada. It would go on and on. And I would just say like one million things that I was going to change, right? Have you ever been there? Have you ever tried to do this? And the version that I'm seeing now is there's this TikTok trend, and I think it's on Instagram too, but it talks about becoming that girl, quote unquote, that girl, right? Become that girl with me or watch me become that girl. And then it'll show a bunch of images and little mini clips of videos of green juice, of journaling, waking up at 5 a.m., Olaplex shampoo or some other shampoo that's like $50 for three ounces of it, like meals that are only fruits and vegetables, maybe a sprinkle of chia seeds, a yoga mat, a candle, things like that. And I just... 
it kind of makes me laugh, but it also at the same time makes me sad because who cares about being that girl? I mean, if that's what you want to do and that's the lifestyle that you desire, sure, you know, I mean, but we don't all have to be that girl. And in order to be good looking or feel good in our body or anything, we don't have to do all those things, you know, and mainly it mainly revolves around very restrictive eating from what I've noticed in the ones that I've seen. And to me, that is concerning because the pattern change like that with all those things at once reminds me of my old all or nothing pattern. And I really thought that that was how healthy habits were developed, right? That you just had to dive right in and do it all, become that girl, quote unquote. But for some reason, it never stuck, right? I would do all the things for like, oh, say maybe two days. Maybe sometimes if I was really determined, it would stick for like a week. But it was pretty much until I was faced with temptation, right? Or until I just got bored and thought it wasn't worth it anymore, right? Have you ever been there before? I have an inkling that you might have because one of the most popular episodes I've done so far was the one about all or nothing thinking and ADHD. I think it's the number two episode right beside the two keys to growth for people with ADHD. Those are the two most popular episodes. So I bet you might have been there before if you've been listening. Now, no matter how many times you have been there before, (laughs) I just know that there is probably a little part of you that still believes that this is just how it works. Even if you've probably heard it a million times that small changes over time is how to make real lasting change. You're still kind of holding on to hope, right? Or you're kind of thinking that you are the exception to that rule, right? Yeah, that works for everybody else. But for me, I go all in and that's how I make change. I I can't do the thing, the moderation thing or the just slowly over time. That's not for me, right? You might think I have ADHD. I like to get obsessive about things. This is just the way that I work, right? And I'm guessing this because... These were the thoughts that went through my brain. Obviously, I didn't know I had ADHD back then, so but I just thought that I was this special, different kind of breed that I it wouldn't work for me unless I went all or nothing, right? That was a limiting belief though, right? So it does. If this is true for you, then yes, it probably does work this way for you. And it has worked in the past until it doesn't anymore, you know? And If you're listening to this podcast, then I would venture to say, then yeah, the the strategies you already have might not be working for you and you're looking for the thing that might work for you, right? Do you relate to this at all, this kind of thought process or just going through that all or nothing phase when it comes to your health habits? Okay, so I want to give you a perspective shift that's going to actually help you make those positive changes in your life for real this time. This perspective shift is going to help you see the value of making small changes over time and see how small making small changes over time isn't just a catchy phrase that people say. It's actually how we can become an expert at something and make something so automatic and easy that we don't even really have to put much effort into it. Sorry, I just was messing with my <laughs> my straw. I'm drinking I have my giant coffee and my giant water here as I'm recording. So, 
This isn't just a catchy phrase we say over time. This is how we make habits actually automatic and easy so that we don't even really have to put much effort into it. It just becomes a part of us in our life. Okay, so you ready for this perspective shift? I want you to remember learning how to read. So if you had the opportunity to go to school and learn how to read, did that whole process happen in one day? Did it even happen in one month, right? Did you learn all the things you needed to know, developed all the skills you needed to piece together in one day? Did you make all those changes at once? Heck no. To go from non-reader to reader, you are making small changes over time, right? You piece together these small things. This didn't even happen, this didn't happen in a day, it didn't happen in a month, it didn't even happen in one year, right? So first, when you were learning how to read, when you were probably two, three, four, depending on, you know, oh my gosh, I need to move my coffee, sorry. (laughs) With two, three, four, you started to learn these skills, you piece together these small skills over time. So first you developed phonemic awareness and learned letter sounds. So you learned how to rhyme, you learned alliteration, syllables, blending, segmenting. By the way, can you tell that I used to be a kindergarten and pre-K teacher? This is literally what I used to do for a living was teach kids how to read. So You learned all those pieces first, right? That phonemic awareness, which is like hearing sounds and and understanding them. So then you started to recognize the look of certain shapes had meaning. So for example, a shape that is the letter B had meaning to it. That had a sound that was correlated with it, right? And the shape of the letter F had a different sound that was correlated with it. You started to recognize that. And eventually, after years of this kind of work, right, so you started around three, four, two, maybe, you started then, and after years, you were able to read probably about five or six sometime when you were in kindergarten. You pieced together all those little individual skills, and you were able to read a word when they all came together. And all of a sudden, you went from looking at a page that just looked like it was scribble scrabble and different lines to reading words out loud and understanding what they said. But it didn't stop there, right? All throughout your time in school, even after kindergarten and after you were able to read a word, you continued to learn more and more and fine tune your skills and become a more and more advanced reader. And if you're like, what, why are we talking about reading this much in detail? You'll see why in a minute. So after kindergarten, you, you kept increasing these skills. So over time, you increased your fluency, you increased your vocabulary, you continued to practice comprehension. So you understood what you're reading at more and more complex levels. And this progressed year after year after year in school, right? And heck, even now, no matter how old you are, you're still learning, right? Sometimes you might come across a word you don't know, you have to look it up, right? I definitely still do that at age 30. (laughs) Or you challenge yourself by reading an advanced piece of literature or scientific research that really challenges your brain or things that are just more complex, like poetry that you have to kind of deconstruct and understand higher level concepts. So you're forever working on this skill. 
But for the most part, the skill of reading is pretty second nature to you, right? It's a skill that's so much a part of your everyday. You don't get overwhelmed or really have to put a ton of effort into all the different things that require reading throughout your day. So looking at a stop sign, reading a label at the grocery store, reading a text message, all this stuff. It's not like every time you look at it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like, oh, so overwhelming. And I have to put together all these syllables and sounds. You don't do that. It's just like a very automatic part of your life, right? Now, this is how making a true long-lasting lifestyle change looks, right? Right now, it may all feel foreign, right? And hard and overwhelming. So we're going back to making health habits or changing your your habits to be health-promoting habits, right? So changing your nutrition, adding in more exercise, all that kind of stuff. Right now, it may feel foreign and hard and overwhelming, right? Just like it did when you were looking at a book before you knew how to read or knew any of those skills. But you don't have to do it all at once. Your teacher, your kindergarten teacher, did not hand you a chapter book on the first day of kindergarten and try to teach you every skill at once and open up the book and say, here you go, let me teach you all of these pieces and we're going to put it all together right now so that you can read this page by the end of the day, right? That makes no sense. There's a logic and there's a pattern and there's an understanding that it's going to take time, right? Your teacher took it one skill at a time and kind of built upon those skills. And I think especially for those of us with ADHD, this is a really, really solid and reliable way to make changes in our health. That lasts for the long term, okay? Because some of you are out there saying, well, I've done that before, right? But realistically, if you changed everything at once, how long did it really last? Did it last a month? You know, I mean, and if if it lasted longer and you had a long-term lifestyle change that you started all at once, I would love to know the circumstances of that, you know, message me and let me know. Because I do think there are certain things that can motivate us to make all those changes at once, right? Like say we get a life-threatening diagnosis and if we don't change everything right now, then we are literally going to die, right? That might motivate us to change everything at once. But for a regular circumstance where we just want to change our habits, normally this is the best way to make changes, those small changes over time. And I say normally and mostly because I think it's individual. I will never claim that everything I say on this podcast is for every person listening or out there because I just don't think that's the case. Nothing is one size fits all. There are exceptions to the rule, right? But for the most part, if we're thinking we're the exception, for the most part, we might not be. If we haven't tried this new way, it's worth a try. So there's a level of patience to this, right? For sure. And I think that's actually one thing that kind of stops a lot of ADHDers is the prereq of having patience because we're not the most patient people. I'm like so impatient, especially when it comes to things I'm really excited about. There's also a level of acceptance, right? That comes with this because it comes with the understanding that the look of your body or the way that you feel in your body isn't going to change in a day or even 30 days. And some of us can be really impatient with this. (laughs) Again, talking to past me, right? Was so impatient with this. And here's the thing. There's a lot of programs out there that are totally snake oil and that will 
make this promise to you and make the promise that in in 30 days or maybe even three months, you're going to feel like you're going to be a whole new person, you know? And for most of us, it takes longer than that, right? It definitely longer than 30 days, right? And again, I want you to think when you were starting kindergarten and you saw a chapter book, were you super impatient and like mad that you could not read that chapter book right then? Were you super like, did you give up when you couldn't read the chapter book in 30 days in kindergarten? Probably not, right? Now, could it be possible for you to adopt that same kind of patience and logic with your health and wellness habits? Could you practice not giving up when you've been working hard at it for a month and you don't yet look like the Instagram model who has been working hard at her physique for years? right? Could that be a possibility for you to practice and learn patience like that? Patience is also a skill and a mindset I think that we can learn. So how it might look is stacking different habits slowly over time. And each one, as we're learning it, becomes automatic and easy. And then we're kind of ready for the next one. And for a while, it might not look like change is happening on the outside, right? Especially when I was coaching ex-chronic dieters, I think this was the hardest piece to accept. And this was the most mindset work I did with my clients day in and day out. Every single coaching call I got on, it was like, it's not happening. It's not happening. And then they get panicked because with those crash diets, when you change everything at once and you cut out all the things like I was talking about before, you start to feel different in a couple days, right? But it's just because your body is like, being depleted. If you're eating less carbohydrates, your body is not holding on to as much water. You just feel different quicker, but that's not a mark of long lasting change. In fact, it's usually a marker. If you're seeing quick results that fast, it usually means that you actually, it is going to be harder to upkeep it. Right. But Anyway, so for a while, it may not look like changes happening on the outside, right? With reading, it was kind of the same thing. You could rhyme and you could recognize the letter C, but you still couldn't read a word, right? You had these different pieces in place, but there wasn't a an outcome you could see on the outside, right? You couldn't read a word yet. So somebody might come to you and say, read this word, and it's the word cat, and you couldn't read it yet. And they might say, what, you haven't learned anything? Gosh, there's no change. That's not true that there's no change, right? You're building towards the visible change. Does that make sense? So I kind of compare this to when somebody says to me, they're like eating a certain way and they're exercising more or those past clients that were implementing things over time, but they hadn't seen any changes in their body yet. Well, yes, you're taking the steps and you're making these changes. Let's keep going and eventually we'll reach that breakthrough point where you see results on the outside that you've been working towards all along. It takes time though, and it takes the stacking of those habits, right? Yeah, and this, like I said, was most of the mindset work was coaching them to be patient until you reach that breaking point. And I would always get that phone call or we would do a client call and it was like, it happened. I see a difference or I feel a difference or yada, yada. And they would be so excited. It was such an exciting moment because it took so much faith to get to that point. It was like, oh, I've been 
waiting and I was starting to lose faith. And I finally see why we've been doing this. And I can't believe it worked. Honestly, I wasn't sure it was going to, right? (laughs) Because the changes seemed so small and logical and it didn't feel overwhelming and hard, which is what we're used to feeling when we're changing our health habits. So some examples of the habits you might be stacking over time if you are trying to create a wellness routine or situation where you're just, it's more, you are prioritizing your health more, right? Or how you feel, or maybe you do have a physical goal of weight loss or fat loss or whatever your goal is. If you want to create more health promoting habits, some of the habits that you're probably going to be stacking are getting better sleep, drinking more water, eating more vegetables and fruits, produce of any kind, incorporating protein in your meals, getting more steps and movement in your day, adding in intentional exercise, drinking less alcohol, managing emotional eating, honoring your body's hunger and fullness cues and learning how and when to do that, changing your relationship to the weekends. That was a huge one for me. Changing your relationship to cravings, changing your thoughts. This is really the biggest one, to be honest, changing your thoughts, changing your relationship to your body, learning how to love your body as it is while also showing it the love and care it deserves through these kinds of actions that take care of it, right? That's a lot of different things. And these all take time and effort to shift and a lot of thought work to understand why you might not have been caring for your body in that way in the first place, right? And understanding what coping mechanisms you've created that are causing it, making it difficult to, you know, change your relationship to cravings or any, all of these things, right? Or alcohol, whatever. Yet we somehow expect these things to all change at once, our mindset to change all at once. And we wonder why we keep hitting the wall. So if you're adding up these different skills, it'll take a bit to see the breaking point we were talking about before. When you see a noticeable shift on the scale or how your clothes are fitting or your energy levels and like, Like anything, there's ebbs and flows. Your habits are going to go up and down and up and down. The weight on the scale might go up. And that doesn't mean that you are gaining weight. The scale fluctuates. It doesn't measure body fat. It just measures literally your relationship to gravity. So that's going to change. There's going to be time until you're seeing this these changes on the outside, just like it takes a bit before you're actually able to read a word. But many people don't see the noticeable changes right away and they give up because they think that that means nothing's happening. That is not true at all. Things are shifting below the surface before we see a tangible result on the outside. Just like when we were learning to read, your teacher didn't give up on you when you couldn't read a word yet, right? And even there was fluctuations throughout it, right? You might've really struggled with rhyming in the beginning, but your teacher didn't give up on you because you couldn't develop that one skill, right? So you don't need to give up on yourself if you are struggling with a certain habit, right? You just might need to learn it in a different way to make it click. That's like with my kids that were struggling when I was kindergarten teacher, with, with their, they were struggling with a skill. I wouldn't continue to teach them the same skill in the same way. I would go on Pinterest or consult other teachers or look in the curriculum for a new way to teach that skill, right? So rhyming, for example, if it wasn't working 
one way, like just kind of saying the words out loud, we could try reading books with rhyming words and searching for the rhyming words. Or we could try looking at pictures and sorting the pictures of words that rhyme, right? So like the cat and the hat rhyme and the ball and the why can't I think of a word that rhymes with ball? Anyways, (laughs) you get what I'm saying. Like I didn't try the same strategy over and over again and be like, I did until a certain point that I realized this isn't working. I need to try something else, right? So it might look like that, right? You might be going up and down and, and, and not grasping certain concepts, but that doesn't mean it's not working. It doesn't mean that you need to give up hope, right? Your teacher never gave up on you. And it's just like starting to see that change when you actually see the visible change that you are looking for, that is like reading your first word. It's a breakthrough. It's exciting. Yet, you know, there's still a lot of more work to be done, right? You're not like, all right, we're done now. You know, it's like you read a word and it was exciting. It was the first breakthrough, but there's still lots more things to shift and change. Then once you break through and you see the changes, it's kind of like you unlock the next level, right? You continue learning more advanced skills and you get better and better at the skills that you're already doing. So when it comes to health and wellness, if you've been exercising consistently and you started with walking and then you started going to the gym and like playing around with that stuff, you started by lifting the three pound dumbbells. And then eventually you were lifting the 10 pound dumbbells and then you were lifting the 30 pound dumbbells, right? You felt ready for the next steps and you knew when it was time to move on and you were just continuously challenging yourself and seeing how it felt. But what was challenging changed over time, right? So when you're able to lift 30 pounds, lifting the three pound weights feels so easy, but it didn't used to feel easy, right? This is kind of like progressing to the next grade level, right? You're still practicing the skill of reading, but with more advanced text. Now, eventually, you are going to reach whatever tangible marker you set for yourself. Maybe it's your goal weight. You reach your goal weight or you reach, you feel really good about your health habits. Whatever whatever the tangible marker that you have in your mind for yourself, even if it's just like feel good in this outfit or feel confident in a bathing suit, whatever it is, you know, I do find a lot of times it's a goal weight for people. When you reach that thing, that's kind of like high school graduation, right? At this point, all the pieces are very familiar and automatic to you because you've been building them slowly over time. You can read fluently and easily, right? And it's like when you reach your health goals at that point, it'll probably feel pretty darn automatic to eat the way you eat, get good sleep, incorporate regular exercise, etc. But it doesn't end there. That's just the start of the journey, right? Just like graduating high school, you learned all those skills of reading so you could use them the rest of your life or in your continuing education. You didn't learn to read to just stop reading after high school, right? And I think a lot of us, if we've never reached that goal weight or never reached that end point, that's what we think. We think like, okay, I just got to hustle until I get to that goal weight. But you have to remember, we're doing this for the long term, unless you want to stay at your goal weight for, oh, say two months and then go back to your regular weight, which by the way, I have done that too, right? I I most of my life really struggled with 
sticking with something enough, long enough to feel a real difference in my body. Then before my wedding, I did stick with something long enough to feel a real difference in my body. And then as soon as my wedding was over, I immediately gained all the weight back plus some. (laughs) And that will be like going to finishing graduating high school and then never wanting to read again because I was just so sick of it and I shoved it down my throat so much, you know. Anyways, okay, I'm getting off topic. But point of the story is if you stop all the habits that you've been learning, then you're you're just going to go back to where you were before. So the point is to, to use these skills to continue to learn and grow and be on a journey where you're ever changing and evolving, but we're creating habits that you can keep forever so that it's not this big issue of always going back and forth, right? And this is a journey as well, right? You'll continue to grow, evolve, shift, and and change things, right? Especially if you have ADHD, your habits will shift, right? Expecting yourself to maintain the same routine for a lifetime is super unrealistic. But we can understand that about ourselves and kind of evolve it and change it over time to make it work for us through different seasons. We kind of keep it spicy and interesting, you know? So it's kind of like if you are a reader and you might go back and forth between, oh, say, fiction and nonfiction, just kind of keep your interest, right? I definitely do this. But it's like exercise for me. For a while, I really liked – for a while, I was really into CrossFit. And then I was really into weightlifting. And then I was really into bar and Pilates. And it just kind of shifts and evolves whatever I'm feeling at the moment, right? So that whatever the exact routine you've created or the systems you create – They might not stay forever, but the same skills will be there to fall back on for the rest of your life. And I think this analogy is so in-depth, right? (laughs) But like we think changing our health habits is like riding a bike and we just practice one or two skills for a little bit, right? Like eating an exercise and eventually we'll break through and never have to put much effort into it at all, right? And then we're just done. We reach the point where we can ride a bike. We don't have to think about it anymore. It's so effortless. But it's actually much more like learning to read. It takes a lot more patience, dedication, and the culmination of many skills over time, right? Learning to ride a bike took you, I don't know, maybe a couple months of practice. Learning to read to the level you're at now took 18 years, you know, and that doesn't mean your health journey is going to take 18 years. I want to make that very clear, but it's probably going to take longer than you think it's going to. And on that topic, another important note here is not to compare yourself or your journey to others. So you may look at someone who is quote unquote naturally fit and make these choices really easily and say, well, it wasn't a journey for her right? Well, number one, yes, it was. But number two, she might not have the same exact circumstances as you, right? But maybe her journey just started when she was little. Maybe she grew up learning about nutrition and balanced meals, and she created solid exercise habits from the very beginning and developed a balanced, healthy relationship to food when she was a young child, right? And some of us are just now doing this, in our adulthood, right? So it's still a journey for everyone. But if you're just starting, comparing yourself to someone like that would be like if you decided to read a brand new language as an adult, for example, like one that had different characters in your native language. So if you speak and read English, maybe you're learning to read Japanese. It's not even the same alphabet, right? 
And you compare yourself to the skills of an adult that was born in Japan and has been reading Japanese their entire life. It's just so silly. We don't do that. We don't compare ourselves to them because they didn't learn the skills in a day. And we're not going to learn the skills in a day either. It takes time. And for some reason, we don't think about health habits this way. And I'm not sure why, you know, I don't know. But one more little thing on this comparison, right, (laughs) of this comparing learning to read to your health journey, you can also use this comparison to kind of kind of feel reassured in yourself and your abilities, right? Because you at one point couldn't even recognize one letter. And now look at what you're doing. You can read chapter books. You can read advanced research, right? You are able to make big changes and transformations. And you are capable of taking something from being completely foreign and overwhelming to just completely automatic and so easy. If you continue to believe in yourself and make the small changes over time, you can make those transformations. No matter what it is that you want to transform, right? Now, I hope that this episode provided you with a perspective shift and wasn't too cheesy for you and that you could follow along. I love a good analogy and comparison, so hopefully you do too. And for some reason, they always seem to be very eye-opening to me. They provide a lot of mindset shifts for me personally, so I hope it does for you as well. And this one actually came to me while I was sleeping. This happens to me all the time. Ideas come to me either in the middle of the night or a lot of times right before I wake up when I'm in that in-between phase of like half asleep, half awake. My husband's already out of the bed. I'm like kind of tossing and turning, but not fully awake yet. I I believe that's that Delta state of thinking, isn't it? So anyways, but, but when I wake up, I have to hurry up and write the ideas down before they flutter away. But so many ideas come to me in that time. So I hope you enjoyed this comparison that came from my, you know, sleeping consciousness, I guess. And if you're looking for support or coaching to kind of shift your habits slowly over time and facilitate this process, then go ahead and join the waitlist for the Habit Edit. It is the first health and mindset coaching membership for women with ADHD. And really the purpose of it is to take you through this process step by step without overwhelm and rigidity, right? this process of changing your health habits and in a way that is ADHD friendly and in a way that is not just me saying, this is what's worked for me. Here you go. Try it and see if it works for you. Because I feel like truth be told, that's how a lot of nutrition, health, and mindset programs work. That's not how this works. This is saying, all right, I have a thing that works for me. Let me give you the ways and the tools to create the systems that work for you because it's so individual. Okay. Anyways, if you want to join the waitlist for the habit edit, the link for that is in the show notes. Okay. So that's all for this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Bye guys. See you next time.